I can prove you wrong because I have a perfectly normal name. What's your name? Carrot. That's a normal name for a food. Thank you, thank you. What's your last name? Slat. Carrot slat? Carrot slat. That's not normal. Why is that not normal? Do you think that's normal? Sometimes I'll go someplace and my name's not normal. But like, where are you from? I'm from Virginia. Hi, and welcome to Honto Ego, Japan's only 99.9% .9 English podcast hosted at my dinner table. My name is Matt, I'm a Canadian living in Japan, and for today's topic, I want to talk about English names, particularly character names. Now, the reason I thought of this topic is, you know, if I ever bring up a Japanese name that I like to my wife or to a, a Japanese friend, they often tell me like, ooh, not that name, oh, I don't like that name. You know, they have some kind of association with the name that makes them like it or not like it. Um, you know, and English, of course, is the same way. There are lots of names in English uh, pulled from around the world. And if you ask anybody, they would have an opinion on just about every name in the English language. So some names go in and out of style, right, as time goes on. So, for example, um, the name Roy or Walter or Bob even um, These names are kind of old-fashioned, right? They sound like they're from the 50s or the 60s or even before that Some names though, they are kind of uh, Always popular. They never lose their popularity Timeless you could say for example a lot of biblical names names taken from the Bible like Matthew, right? Like my name, um, Mark, Luke, John, you know, these are names that never really go out of style for boys. Uh, for girls, you know, from the Bible, maybe Hannah, Sarah, uh, Rebecca, these kind of names. When it comes to translating books and movies and games and things like that, I think a lot of people don't want to translate character names because it might make it more confusing if, say, in Harry Potter, a movie and book series loved around the world, if every character had a different name in every country, it kind of breaks apart the fandom, you know? It kind of confuses fans of that series. Uh, one example is Pokemon, right? There's like a thousand Pokemon now, and some of them have the same names in Japanese as English. Uh, for example, Pikachu, which is a Japanese pun, right? Pika being the sound of lightning, and Chu being the sound of a mouse. For the most part, though, most Pokemon names are translated and changed. Kabigon becomes Snorlax, right? He's always sleeping, so he's snoring, and he's relaxing. Therefore, his name is Snorlax. I think in books and entertainment made for children, especially, punny wordplay names, right? names that are based on a pun, right, wordplay, they seem pretty common, right, in children's literature. And I think, you know, when that children's literature is translated and the names are not changed, um, I think some of that characterization, some of the, like, character description is lost in translation. This occurred to me when I was watching the Harry Potter movies with my wife, right? I would ask her what she thought about the names of the characters and if they made her think of anything, right? 
so for example, you know, it's most noticeable in the names of villains, right? So Severus Snape. Severus sounds like severe, as in like a very strict teacher. And Snape, right, very close to the word snake, an animal kind of associated with bad things, right? Same with the Slytherin house. Another great name is Draco Malfoy, right? What a great villain name. The name Draco is attributed to a ancient legislator in Athens, Greece, right? So the guy that wrote laws for Athens, you know, 2,000 years ago. And, you know, draconic laws are famous for being very strict and very harsh, the punishments if you break those laws. Uh, also, Draco, you know, in more, I guess, modern context, it kind of sounds like dragon or, you know, these kind of negative, scary things. And Malfoy, right? Mal is kind of as a prefix on a word. If you put mal on the beginning of a word, it usually turns the word's meaning into bad, right? Like malicious is kind of like mean or cruel, right? Um, in French, mal means bad, right? And foy, you know, I guess foy kind of sounds like foil, right? Um, to foil someone is the kind of get in their way or to stop them, right? You foiled my plan. So Malfoy, he's kind of always getting in the way of the good characters. Another writer, another British writer, who has great descriptive character names is Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl is the author of uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and the BFG, the Big Friendly Giant, and Matilda, and a whole bunch of other great books for children, right? So looking at Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, again, we have descriptive villain names. Uh, for example, the bad kids, right, that tour the chocolate factory. They go to Willy Wonka's factory. Um, you have, what, Augustus Gloop, right? His family named Gloop. Gloop sounds like a, a blob of slime or something, right? Like a gross blob of, like, bloom, gloop. Right? It's almost an onomatopoeia. Mike TV, right? That's a very literal name. He's obsessed with television, right? So his name is TV. Um, or Violet Beauregard, right? Her name sounds a little bit elitist, right? The fact that she has this kind of European-sounding last name um, and the fact that she's named after a beautiful flower, it sounds like her parents are kind of perfectionists, right? Not to mention her name's Violet, and she turns blue in the story. Uh, for other Roald Dahl books, right, um, let's say in Matilda, right, Matilda's family name is Wormwood, right, and her parents are kind of these awful people, right, so Wormwood is really an unpleasant-sounding name, right? Not a real name, of course. I've never met a real person named Wormwood. Maybe they're out there. I don't know. Uh, if your name's Wormwood, please send me an email. And the mean school principal in the book Matilda, right? Her name is Miss Trunchbull. Trunchbull. Another kind of just unpleasant sounding word, right? When you say it, it just rolls around in your mouth and it sounds unpleasant. So that brings me to my next topic about naming characters is 
How do the characters' names sound when you say them? Have you ever heard of the Booba Kiki effect? <laughs> um, the Booba Kiki effect, it's this phenomena that was first founded, I guess, or, or proposed by a psychologist, I think, a hundred years ago, right, in the 20s, the 1920s. And basically what the Booba Kiki effect talks about is people are shown two shapes. One shape is kind of round and blobbish, right? And the other shape is very sharp. It looks like, uh, you know, like a star kind of. And they ask people, you know, name these shapes. Which shape would you like to name Booba? And which shape would you like to name Kiki? And in many, many languages around the world, right? You know, a majority of people would say, okay, the, the round bubbly shape is Booba. And the sharp starish shape is Kiki right? Why is that even in different languages that we associate booba with something round and kiki with something sharp? Um, it could be to do with the, you know, the shape of our mouth as we say the words, right? Booba. You're using your lips and you're kind of rounding out your mouth. Booba, right? Whereas kiki is a little bit sharper sounding. I think that this goes a long way in naming characters as well. Not just characters, in naming people, right? If you want to have a child and give them an English name, think about uh, when you say the word, is it easy to say? Is it difficult to say? Is it fun to say? Is it unpleasant to say, right? That's what we see in a lot of character names. One last point I'd like to talk about in regards to character names is the use of alliteration. Alliteration. Have you heard of alliteration before? Um, alliteration is a rhetoric device. It's like poetic language used in English to make it more exciting or more interesting. And what alliteration is, is using the same sounds at the beginning of words in a sequence. So for example, the famous English tongue twister, Peter Piper picked a pair of pickled peppers, right? P, 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 P. It's the repetition of the P sound. And with character names, this is really common. Earlier I talked about Roald Dahl, right? And Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, the guy that owns the Chocolate Factory, his name is Willy Wonka, W, W. You see this a lot, especially in comic books, right? American comic books like Marvel and DC. Think about Marvel characters. Uh, Spider-Man, his real name? Peter Parker. The Hulk, his real name, Bruce Banner, right? BB. Or Mr. Fantastic, the leader of the Fantastic Four. Oh, there's another alliteration, Fantastic Four. Uh, his name is Reed Richards, RR. So why would a writer want to use alliteration when naming characters? I think one reason would be it makes the name more memorable. Right? The name is easier to remember, um, you know, especially in something like Marvel where you have hundreds of characters and hundreds of heroes and villains. Using alliteration kind of helps the reader to remember and keep track of the characters' names. Another point about using alliteration in names which relates to the Booba Kiki effect is alliterated names, names using alliteration, they just sound better. They roll off the tongue better, right? 
Willy Wonka is a fun word to say if you're reading the book out loud to your child and talking about the character too. So, as a little bonus at the end of today's episode, I wanted to give you a quiz of anime characters that have been translated into English with a different name. Okay, this is, or this was especially common in the 90s and the 2000s. Nowadays, you know, I think anime is very popular and people have kind of accepted Japanese names now. Uh, but back then, maybe they thought that the Japanese names were too difficult to pronounce or too difficult to remember. So they often change them into easier, more relatable English names. So I'll tell you the English name and then you guess who the Japanese character is. First up, we have Jimmy Kudo. Jimmy Kudo. Can you guess who it is? Shinjitsu wa itsumo hitotsu. That's right, it's Meitante Konan. Right, Shinichi Kudo uh, becomes Jimmy Kudo. Um, I guess Shinichi and Jimmy kind of sound similar, maybe. Okay, number two, we have the English character Ash Ketchum. Ash Ketchum. The last name is a little bit of a hint. Uh, he wants to catch them all, so his name is Ketchum. Bing, 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 bing. Yes, it is Satoshi from Pokemon, from the Pokemon anime. Satoshi's name in English is Ash Ketchum. All right, and the last one, number three, not from an anime per se, but from a game. The character's name in English is Toad. Toad. And the hint there, or the joke there, is a toad stool is a type of mushroom, a toad stool. The character is, in Japanese, Kinopio. That's right, Kinopio in English is Toad. This is one of the cases where I think the Japanese name is much, much better and much cuter, right? Kinopio sounds kind of like uh, Pinocchio, right? It has a really cute ring to it. Anyway, are there any English names that you like? Are there any characters in literature or in movies or in games with names that you love? You can let me know by messaging me on Instagram at hontoegopod, H-O-N-T-O, honto, Ego, E-I-G-O, pod, P-O-D, as in podcast, uh, hontoegopod at Instagram. Or you can email me at hontoego at gmail.com. That's it for today's episode. And next time you read a character's name or next time you hear a character's name, roll it around in your mouth and see how it feels. You know, think about where it might come from. Thanks, and best of luck in your studies. Bye now.